You're listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast, a Bible study podcast for kids and parents. We're your hosts, Will, Charlotte, and Chase, but we call him Dad. Dad'll work too. Each week, we're talking about the world of the Bible, along with interesting facts, history, and words to help you better understand what you read. The Bible doesn't have to be confusing. It actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes you just need to talk it through. We hope our conversations help your family have some better conversations, too. Conversations are always good. We hope it helps us all know Jesus better and learn to follow him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Let's Talk Bible. Welcome back to the Let's Talk Bible podcast. We are back in our series of conversations looking at the Gospel of Luke, and today we're at the end of chapter 6. Now, we've been looking at Jesus's Sermon on the Plain, or another Matthew's Gospel called the Sermon on the Mount. Do you remember some of the things Jesus has been teaching in this sermon from our previous conversations? Woe to you who are laughing. Yeah, he offered some blessings and some some warnings. And so one of those was, uh, blessed are those who are poor in spirit, blessed are those who mourn, blessed are those who are persecuted. And he offered warnings, woe to those who laugh too easily and have everything they want and are well thought of. Yeah, good. Charlotte, do you remember any other things that Jesus has been teaching in this sermon? When somebody be mean to you, do not be mean back. Mm, That's good. It is. The golden rule comes from this section, do to others as you would have them do to you. Well, in our conversation today, we are going to be looking at the conclusion of Jesus's sermon. So we get all the way to the end of the sermon today. So let's get mom in and she can read the end of chapter six and we'll have a conversation on what we've heard. Let's go, mom. Luke chapter six, verse 43. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. So why do you keep calling me Lord, Lord, when you don't do what I say? I will show you what it's like when someone comes to me, listens to my teaching, and then follows it. It is like a person building a house who digs deep and lays the foundation on solid rock. When the floodwaters rise and break against the house, it stands firm because it is well built. But anyone who hears and doesn't obey is like a person who builds a house right on the ground without a foundation. When the floods sweep down against that house, it will collapse into a heap of ruin. Thanks, Mom. Okay, well, a lot for us to talk about in there, but I was thinking um, there's really an important idea. So maybe this week we could do our important person, place, or thing, but it could be an important idea because we're starting to see Jesus use some parables, and I thought it might be a good chance to talk a little bit more about them. So let's get into our important person, place, or thing. It's an important person, place, or thing. We've uncovered a person, place, or thing that's important for you to learn more about. Today's important person or thing is parables. Well, what we have in today's passage is two images. Do you remember the two images that Jesus offers, or two little parables, little stories? Do you remember the two things that he uses to make his point? 
a wise man and a foolish man building their houses. One lays a foundation, the other doesn't. Yeah, so that's one of the images. One of the images is building a house and the foundations. Do you remember the image that was before that? Fruit trees. That's right, fruit trees. So two images we get. Now, we're going to talk about both of those here in just a minute. But what I want to talk about right now is the way that Jesus often uses images to make his point. Jesus was trying to talk about how we live and how we obey. But instead of just saying, you should obey me and what you do flows out of your heart, Jesus often uses images or illustrations to help us better understand. He says this is like a fruit tree or a man who digs down and lays foundations on the bedrock. When Jesus uses these images, or we're going to talk later about parables, he draws these things from common images that people knew, people had seen. So where are we sitting right now? We're sitting in our house. And guess what? Our house has a foundation. It poured concrete foundation. And guess how they had to pour the foundation for this house? They had to dig down until they hit bedrock. And they found it pretty quickly where we live because there's lots of rock under the ground. And then they poured the foundation so they could build a strong house. And guess what else we have right outside our house? We have several fruit trees. We have apple trees and pear trees and peach trees. And so these images that Jesus are using are images of everyday life. They're things that we can see and we know how they work and we understand. And what Jesus will often do is use these images to help us think more deeply about our life and about our faith and what it means to follow Jesus as he draws these images and our own lives together. We're going to see a lot more of that as we go, but I think it's important to see it here because it's one of the ways Jesus is often trying to teach us lessons. And it's really important that we take the time to recognize these images and think about how they work. So what do you say we get into talking about these two images, fruit trees and foundations to houses? Let's start off by talking about fruit trees. What does Jesus say about trees, fruit trees, in this story that he tells? A good tree can provide bad fruit. Yeah, Jesus says that you know if a tree is doing well, if it's healthy and a good tree, by the fruit that it produces. So if we went down to our apple trees and it didn't produce any apples this year, most years we get a ton of apples off of our trees. Sometimes so many you have to shake the apples loose or else it'll start breaking limbs. But if we went down this summer and there were no apples whatsoever, what would we think about that tree? It may be dying. Yeah, something was going on we couldn't see inside that it might be sick or it might be dying. But also if we go down and we see that there, it's full of tr- fruit, it's full of apples, and all of the apples look healthy, what would we think about the tree? It's really healthy. That's right. We use the fruit to help us better understand what's going on inside the tree where we can't see it. We also recognize that you don't go down to a thorn bush and pluck an apple off of it, do you? No. That's right. You get an apple from an apple tree. And Jesus makes this point, that good fruit is going to come from a good, healthy tree and the right kind of tree. Now, what do you think he was trying to teach us about our hearts, about our own lives? It means, like, if, like, you do a good thing, it can't, like, turn bad. Hmm. Okay, that's an interesting idea. Will, did you have something? What is Jesus teaching us about the fruit from these trees? The fruit of our life is really what's about going on inside us. Yeah, I think that's getting pretty close to Jesus's point. Jesus is trying to draw our attention not just to the external things, the way that we act or what we say. He's trying to help us understand where those things come from. 
why do we say the things that we say? And why do we act the way that we do? And sometimes if we find ourselves getting really mad or if we find ourselves getting upset or irritated, we do things without even really thinking about them, right? Jesus says that the way we act and the way we talk flows from what is actually in our heart. So just like we look at the fruit of the tree and we can understand if what's inside the tree is healthy, if we look at the fruit of our life, it helps us better understand if our heart is really given over to God and really loving and trusting God. If we see bad behavior or bad things coming out of our life, it's not just because we did bad. It's because there's something inside that's not trusting God or obeying God. Now, we're going to get a second image to help us better understand this. Do you remember the second image in Jesus's sermon? The house. That's right, the foundations of a house. And Jesus describes two people. What is the difference in how they go about building their houses? One lay the foolish man lays his house on the ground and then the wise man lays the foundation. Mm. Yes, it says the wise man digs down till he hits something solid, rock. And he builds his house, his foundation, on that solid rock under the ground. But the foolish man just throws down boards and starts building right on the earth. And when a storm comes, when a flood of water comes, the man who built on the ground, well, that won't support his house, and his house is washed away. But the man who dug down and built his foundations on rock, again, is able to survive that storm. Now, let's ask, this is similar in some ways to the fruit tree, because we don't see the foundation of a house, do you? Like, you, do you even know what a foundation looks like? Probably not, because it's usually underground. It's below the house. You have to dig down, and nobody sees the work that you do to lay the foundation. The house looks the exact same. But it's that unseen foundation beneath the surface that actually makes a house strong and able to survive a storm. So, what do you think Jesus was trying to say about our lives? If we hear his word and we don't follow it, then we're like a, the foolish man. And if we hear it and follow it, we're like the wise man. Yeah, that's what Jesus says as well. And I think what Jesus is trying to suggest is this. To follow Jesus often means we have to do hard work, like digging down to pour the foundation for a house. And often it means people don't always see that work that we've been doing. Like right now, people don't know that we're sitting here reading the Bible and talking about it. That's something we're doing at home on a Saturday. But That's changing who you are, and it's building a foundation for your life. And it means when challenges come or storms come or you face threats, your life is going to be stronger for that work that you've done, learning to obey God and understanding what God has taught you and living. Now, we could just go out and live however way we want, but the problem is when those hard times come, we don't have much of a foundation to stay on. So what Jesus is telling his disciples is we have to do the hard work, the unseen work, of reading his word and listening to what he's saying to us and doing our best to learn how to obey him and please him. And it's that work that's going to give our life strength. I think those are both pretty good images, don't you? So like if you read the Bible and nobody might see you, if you don't tell you read the Bible, nobody's going to see all that you read. That's right. Nobody is probably going to see you reading the Bible. And guess what? Reading the Bible isn't going to make you taller. (laughs) It's not going to make you buffer, Will. It's not going to give you bigger muscles, is it? Nope. It's not going to make your hair grow longer. It's not going to, it's not going to do anything. People are going to know you read the Bible because it doesn't change the way you look. But guess what it does? It changes your heart. It changes what's inside you. And it gives you strength to be able to withstand challenges. And just like that fruit tree, 
It makes your heart healthier, so your life begins to produce fruit. You begin to treat people differently. You begin to act differently. And eventually, those are the things people begin to note. That's what Jesus was saying. Just like we go out and see good fruit and say, that must be a healthy tree. When we obey him and trust him and study his word, no one may see that work, but eventually it begins to produce fruit in our life. Well, I've got a Greek word we could learn for today. So what do you say we get into our word of the week? Each week, we're learning a new word from the original languages of the Bible. You might not know it, but the Bible was originally written in Hebrew and Greek. And a little in Aramaic. And a little Aramaic, that's right also. Each week, we'll teach you an important word from these original languages, so you can better understand the important themes of the Bible. So, let's learn our word of the week. All right, I've got a Greek word for you today that comes, again, right out of our passage. And we've been learning some Greek words that we could use around the house. You remember we learned mother and father. I said you could use those. Well, I thought I might give you another one that you could use literally around the house, because today's Greek word is house. We're going to learn how to say house in Greek. Remember, this was Jesus' image, building your house on a foundation. So the Greek word for house is oikia. Can you say oikia? Oikia. Oikia. Oikia, that's right. I like this word because it also helps us think a little bit more about the theme we've been talking about today. Jesus is often using images of common, everyday things to help us understand faith and what it means to obey and follow him. I think that's really helpful. Jesus doesn't come talking in really complicated, philosophical, big ideas that we have to spend our entire lives trying to understand. Instead, Jesus offers us these everyday images. He talks to us about fruit trees, and he talks to us about planting seeds, and he talks to us about oil lamps, just like we would use candles or lights. He talks about the houses that we live in, that Jesus uses these images and ideas that we know so much about to help us better understand how he wants us to live. So in many ways, you could say that Jesus's teachings are all about houses and living and life, eating and drinking and uh, being with friends. Isn't that great that Jesus gives us these kinds of images to better understand how to follow him? Yeah. So I thought it would be a good word, oikia, to learn how to say house. We're together in our oikia, and Jesus is using things around our oikia to help us better understand how to follow him. So maybe you could use it when you get home, if you're listening in the car, if you're home now, you could say, this is our oikia, and Jesus is here with us and using all sorts of things around our house to help us better understand how to follow him. Our Greek word for today, oikia. Can you say it again? Oikia. Oikia. Oikia, and that means house in Greek. Well, let's wrap up our conversation today by reflecting on what we've learned, and then we can pray together. All right, do you guys have some thoughts, some takeaways, what you learned or uh, what you've been thinking about from our conversation today? Jesus uses everyday life to explain stuff. That's right. In his parables or in his images, he often uses everyday things. Because after all, isn't that where we follow Jesus? We follow Jesus at school and in our homes and in going down roads and streets and sitting around meals with friends and family. So Jesus uses these things to teach us what it means to follow him. I think that's a great way of him teaching us. Charlotte, did you have anything you learned in today's conversation? We might, like, if somebody's doing a good deed... We might not see the good deed they're doing, but someday we will. 
That's right. A lot of following Jesus is often unseen things. And where are we doing that unseen work? How do we go about changing who we are and becoming healthy? What does it mean to do that according to Jesus's images? In our heart. In our heart. Yep. Reading our Bible and studying his word. Jesus says, listening to what he's teaching and doing it. So that's exactly what we're doing now, studying what Jesus has said and how to live it. And often those are unseen things, but they begin to change our heart, just like you were saying, Will. And eventually it begins to produce fruit in our life. All right, well, what do you say we get into some prayer? We pray over these things we've learned and finish up our conversation today. Let's pray. Well, dear Jesus, we thank you that you have taught us using simple things that we can understand, that the house that we're sitting in or the trees that are outside, that these are the things you help us learn how to follow you by paying attention to. And we thank you that you've come to teach us, that you've given us these lessons, that we can do this work of discussing your word and listening to what you've taught us and that we can go and live it. And we pray that as we do that, sometimes in ways people won't see or understand when we read our Bible alone or when we pray, maybe at night in bed when no one's around, that this obedience, this living for you, even in those secret times, would begin to change our hearts and that you would make us more like you and that it would begin to produce fruit in our lives, good fruit, because of the good things that you're doing in us. We trust you to do it. We commit ourselves to listening and obeying your word, and we look forward to our next conversation about the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 We have this little tradition in our house of offering a blessing before the kids go to school each day. In the book of Numbers, Aaron is given a blessing in which he puts God's name over his people. And we would like to offer you that blessing as we do each morning as well, too. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance to you and give you peace. And lots of peas to eat for lunch. Thanks for listening to the Let's Talk Bible podcast. You can find notes for today's show by going to letstalkbible.kids. There you'll find this week's scripture, family discussion questions, and the word of the week. You can also send us a message, maybe a question you have about the Bible. Parents, there's also a sermon for each of our episodes to help you dig deeper into the week's passage. We hope our conversations inspire your family for some conversations of your own. Thanks for listening.